What's up guys? Happy Friday. On today's episode, we are going to talk about why counting macros hasn't worked for you. So if you are someone that I've heard from before, or maybe I haven't heard from you, but you're sitting there thinking, you know what? I've tried to count macros before and it didn't work for me. Then I want you to listen up because chances are one of these five reasons um, is exactly why it didn't work for you. So I will hear from people who will say, I've tried counting macros. It just doesn't work for me. Um, And the thing is, is it's not that it doesn't work. Um, It's just that they're doing one of likely one of these things and they're either giving up too soon. Chances are it's they're doing one of these things and giving up too soon. I'll just say that. Um, So the thing that people don't understand that counting macros isn't magical. It is just like any other diet. If you are working towards weight loss, towards fat loss, counting macros, um, you're, you put yourself in a calorie deficit and that is exactly what it has in common with any other diet. So if you are trying to lose weight, you are going to be taking in or burning, um, more calories than you're consuming. And that is how you see weight loss with counting macros, having the focus on a higher protein amount so that you can sustain muscle mass will help make sure that you're working towards fat loss. So again, counting macros isn't this magical thing. It, it literally puts you in a calorie deficit, just like any other diet would. So keto, paleo, low carb, whatever. Um, so again, the other thing that I want to say is chances are you don't have some, you're not special. Um, so when I say that, I mean, a lot of people want to find a reason why it doesn't work for them. Like I have, um, issues with my thyroid or, um, I'm going through, uh, menopause or I don't exercise. Um, I don't eat a lot of protein. I mean, there's, I could literally list a billion reasons why people will say that counting macros hasn't worked for them. And, and there will be very valid reasons why it couldn't. But when we really look at it, one of the reasons is likely in these five that I'm going to list off, not the fact that they have thyroid issues, that um, they can't exercise, they can't eat, you know, or they have a hard time eating higher protein or they're in menopause or or something like that. So um, I'm going to list off again, the top five things that I see when uh, macros hasn't worked for somebody. So the first one is just very basic, very simple, but it's that everyone starts as a beginner. And I think it's really easy when we um, start something new, we want to be good at it like very quickly or immediately. And we just want there to be like no learning curve. It's we've gotten very used to um, getting things quickly. So like Amazon Prime, getting things in two days. And if you have to wait longer for that, you know, than that for shipping, people seem to think like, oh my God, it took forever. It took four days. And you know, just we get very used to everything instant. So when we're trying to learn something new, we forget that there's a learning curve that everyone starts as a beginner and that it's going to take practice until we're good at it. And so everything is hard until it isn't. And I know I've said that a million times. I need a shirt that says that. (laughs) But when you think about it, a lot of people, um, and think about you, if you're someone who, 
has tried counting macros before and you said it didn't work for you. You know, when you first started, did you give up too soon because it felt really hard? It felt too time consuming. And so this is where I find a lot of people will drop off before they even really get started because they think it's too hard or they think it takes too much time. And again, it's going to take you some time to pre-plan your meals, to log your food. Um, But it is no different than, you know, when you're trying to save money or budget a checkbook and you're having to, um, you know, balance, you know, and keep an eye on your bank account. It's the same thing when you're monitoring your money, you're having to account for where you're spending money and saving money and where things are going. So, um, again, it takes time to do that stuff too. So just understand that, um, counting macros, a lot of people forget that you're going to start as a beginner and that you're going to have to learn how to, you know, weigh and measure your food if you've never done that. Some people get confused on understanding that you can weigh food in grams and log it that way. They they don't understand like, you know, I only do ounces, just switch your food scale to grams. You know, it's, it's little things like that. But again, um, people forget that you start as a beginner. It's going to be hard in the beginning give it some time, you know, there's going to be a learning curve. So that's the first one. Um, and again, these are in no like particular order. It's just five things that I jotted down that I see the most common, but I wanted to put that one first, um, because that's typically where I see people fall off before they even really get started. Um, the next one that I've got is that people, um, they play macro Tetris basically. So, They focus so much on hitting each individual macro. um, They end up getting these weird, and I've talked about this before, like having to come up with these weird food concoctions to hit their macro goal. So um, especially if you're somebody who you don't pre-log your food the day before and you're just logging things in the moment, um, I'll see people come down to like dinner time and they're like, oh shit, I need 85 grams of protein and one gram of fat and 12 carbs. What do I eat? And it's like, they're trying to fix like, you know, four dozen (laughs) egg whites and one piece of toast with a squirt of butter, just crazy stuff that they normally wouldn't eat because they're trying to hit their macros perfectly. So, um, the fix for this is focusing on your calories and your protein goal and letting carbs and fat fall where they fall. It allows you to eat more naturally like you would. And then this will help with sustainability and sticking to plan. So what happens when people do the macro Tetris thing, they, you know, feel like they're having to like force food or, um, eat things they wouldn't normally eat. And so they get burnt out really quickly. And, you know, this doesn't work for me because I'm having to eat, um, you know, things I wouldn't normally eat and I'm having to like cram food at the end of the night and stuff like that. So it's, again, you know, keep it simple, um, make it easier on yourself and just focus on calories, which is what's going to drive weight loss. And then focusing on protein, like I mentioned earlier, um, an, an adequate amount of protein will help sustain muscle mass. Um, and that is what will help make sure that you're working towards fat loss. So as long as you're focusing on calories and protein, letting the other two fall where they fall is just fine. Now, the only caveat to that is I will say you want to make sure that your fat is, I would say at minimum 0.3 grams. Um, so if you take like your body weight and, uh, multiply it by 0.3, whatever that number is, like that would need to be like your, 
uh, fat gram goal, like minimum. So if you took, I don't have a calculator handy, um, but I think you get the idea. So, um, that's the only thing I would say is like trying to let your fat, like not fall below that just so that things like, you know, are good hormonally and you feel good. So fat is important because it is an essential nutrient, nutrient, uh, meaning you need to have it to live. So you want to make sure that it's in a good place so that again, you feel good, but also that hormones are in a good place. Women don't lose their cycle, stuff like that. Um, the next one that I've got is tracking burnout. Um, so this one is where people, um, I'll see that they make all these like super fun foods and fun recipes and, um, they're logging like 3000 items in their lunch (laughs) or, um, just trying to, yes, like eat fun foods and things like that. Um, and you want to make sure that like, you're eating things that you enjoy, but it's okay to keep it simple too. So if you guys, I know a lot of you follow me on Instagram and you'll see that for lunch, a lot of times I will have 97, three turkey, sweet potatoes and green beans and sugar-free barbecue sauce. That's four ingredients. It's not that I think that I can't eat something different. And I think you guys know that I come up with tons of you know, recipes and fun foods. Um, but it's one, it's super easy to track too. I love it, but it's, it helps with, um, accuracy. It's easy to meal prep and I can have that literally for lunch all week. And it takes the monotony out of having to like plug in a million different ingredients and pieces and and stuff like that. Um, and then if you've noticed a lot of recipes that I make, have very few ingredients again, because I don't, there are some people out there that make the most amazing looking protein recipes and they just, oh my gosh, that looks so good. And then you look and it's like 4,000 ingredients. You have to use like an immersion blender and pull out these kitchen tools that are, I mean, yeah. So if you can do that, that's awesome. Um, I typically don't have time or the desire to do all of that. And I try to keep it simple. So again, like I think for, um, people that end up getting the tracking burnout, it's because they are trying too hard. They're trying to make everything too fancy and too like, just keep it simple. Um, try to use, you know, fewer ingredients and keep your meals simple. Again, make it something that you enjoy, but it is okay to have a little monotony through your week. Um, if you're cool with eating the same thing for lunch and breakfast every day, I recommend like keeping the same thing for lunch and breakfast every day. Again, yeah, you want some variety in your food, but that can come through like, you know, instead of eating blueberries one day, maybe you swap it for strawberries or just simple things like that where the macros are very similar, but it's not requiring you to have to like log a million things. Uh, the next one that I have is you're estimating too much. Um, so I see people do this and where this like comes into play with people saying macros don't work for them is, um, they are one, either eating out a ton, um, or they don't have a food scale at home or maybe they do and they're just choosing to not use it and they're just kind of eyeballing things. Um, but regardless, they are, their accuracy is terrible because, um, they're estimating a lot. So I know I've mentioned this before. Eating out is perfectly fine. Um, what I will say is in a dining phase, I would limit eating out simply because 
it is an estimate. Even if it is a place that has nutrition facts listed online, you are not behind the line at Chipotle scooping your chicken, putting the exact amount of guac, like weighing it out before you put it on your bowl. Same thing with your rice. So you're not weighing and measuring all of that stuff that ends up in your bowl. So it could be grossly off in terms of the weight that it should be. Um, so again, a lot of times you're going to be over consuming and not realizing realizing it because you're logging what their website says. Um, but then you've got the dude that's working there that you're like, man, he totally hooked me up with that guacamole. Look how much he put on there. Um, and just things like that. So it's, you know, you have to think if you're eating out a lot, um, that can, that can really, you know, stall things out for you because, you know, say you're eating out, you know, a couple times a day, multiple times a week, you're talking about hundreds of extra calories that you could be adding to your weekly total without realizing it. So then when you're looking at your numbers at the end of the week and you're like, okay, I've been super consistent. I'm averaging 1500 calories a day, which should be a deficit for me. And I'm not losing weight. And I've been doing this for like two or three weeks and the macros aren't working for me. It's not that macros aren't working for you. You're not very accurate with your food choices and your tracking. So when you, you know, when you're eating at home and preparing most of your meals, of course the accuracy is going to be much better because you are weighing and measuring those things. You have control over the food that's on your plate in terms of the portion sizes. So, um, that one is huge. And then of course, eyeballing people, um, tend to think that they, even if they've never weighed or measured food before, um, hell I've, you know, weighed my food for years now. And there's still probably times that I, I mean, I think I am pretty good about eyeballing things, but there's still times where it can be tricky, you know, especially if it's something I haven't like eaten a lot of before, um, to eyeball and be like, Oh, I, you know, I was way off on that serving size. Um, pour out a bowl of cereal, for example, let me just tell you what you used to eat as a bowl of cereal as a kid <laughs> and you put it in a bowl now. And if you were to weigh it, you are probably eating two serving sizes of cereal because if you're just pouring it in a bowl and filling the bowl and not weighing it, it's, I'm not going to lie, it's very eye-opening. So yeah, try that one. <laughs> so, um, but again, you can see where if you're estimating, um, it can get frustrating if you're not seeing the results that you want and people again will give up saying macros didn't work for them, but it's because they, their accuracy is shit. And the last one that I've got on here, um, and this one's simple, and I see this one probably more than any of these other than people like uh, stopping before they get started because they forget that they're going to be a beginner. And it's that you're just not bought in right now. And what I mean by that is um, people, the majority of people want to diet all the time. Everybody's always got a weight loss goal, and that is a-okay. I think it's great to have a goal um, that you're chasing after. The thing is, is if you're not committed to a dieting phase, you're wasting your time and setting yourself up for failure. And this is why I go back to talking about nutrition periodization all the time and making sure that you don't have a lot of things going on. So let's take the summer, for example. A lot of people travel, there's birthdays, there's weddings, people like to go be social and sit on patios and have some cocktails, go out to dinner, especially now that COVID restrictions are you know lifted pretty much everywhere, you can actually go out and do things. And so 
people, you know, want to diet and, you know, they might do great all week long because they're in their element, they're in their routine, they're in the zone, but then they go out on the weekend and they're like, well, you know, I haven't got to do anything in a year. I want to go out with my friends and not have to worry about tracking my food and have some cocktails. And again, that's fine. But if you're in a dieting phase and you're doing this and you're just super inconsistent, it's not a good time to diet for you right now. And so this is where you'll see the people who crush it through the week and are very inconsistent on the weekend, or they'll have a good couple of weeks and they go on vacation and then they come back and they're good for a couple of weeks and then the weekend comes and, and so they're constantly yo-yoing going back and forth and they're just too inconsistent to see any kind of results. And so they just keep losing and gaining the same couple pounds over and over. And so again, these are the people that are like, well, I tried counting macros and it didn't work for me. Again, it's not that the macros didn't work. It's that you didn't put in the work. You're too inconsistent because you're not bought in to diet right now and be consistent with a calorie deficit. So, um, yeah, <laughs> those are the five reasons that I see the most. Um, so again, I can run through them really quick again, but the first one was, um, everyone starts as a beginner. So just know that everything is going to be hard until it isn't. Um, and give yourself some grace. There's a learning curve. The second one was, uh, macro Tetris. So focusing on too much, focusing too much on where each, um, individual macro falls, just, you know, hit your calorie target and protein target and you will be golden. The second one, or the third one, I'm sorry, was tracking burnout. So um, making things just too complicated, trying to get too fancy with your foods. Keep it simple. Keep it fewer things to track. Um, that way you're not constantly having to like plug things in your phone. And then the fourth one was um, too much estimating. The accuracy was off. So this is where you're either trying to eyeball too much or not weighing and measuring things and you're eating out too often. And then the last one was, um, you're not bought in, you are super inconsistent, um, and yeah, so you're just not committed to a dieting phase right now. So I am curious to see, um, or hear, I guess, if, for those of you listening, if you hear this um, and one of those hits you and you're like, well, yeah, shit, that was me, she totally called that, we're super curious. So um, if you're listening to this and you get on social uh, tag me in your stories on Insta or Facebook or whatever. Um, again, I'm really curious to see who um, this resonates with. So hope it was helpful for you guys. Um, again, I always appreciate when you share the episodes. Um, but until next time, I hope you all have a great weekend and I will talk to you soon.